Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is your life today. We're back on a Tuesday, and it's very interesting to me because every now and then, you you know how I always start off something by saying, you know, it's always interesting. It's always interesting. Well, it is always interesting, and I'm going to say that probably a lot today, so bear with, bear with, bear with. It's one of those moments where right before a podcast, and I think about what it is that I'm going to say, I write down my notes. And I write down my bullet points and then I elaborate or, you know, explain certain topics, certain viewpoints, maybe something breaking news. And then throughout the past week, with everything that happened with how I watched Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and the season finale of Marvel's What If happened and all these other comic book stuff going on. It's just one of those moments today where I come to the podcast and I think to myself, you know what? I really don't want to set structure. I really don't. I just want to speak my mind. I just want to talk. And I'm sure you're thinking, well, Garcia, you've been talking for a while. You're on episode 145. I know, I know. But at this point, it's one of those moments where I just want to freestyle just a little bit, not have a set structure, not have a, you know, organized mindset. I just want to, at this moment, be myself and just share my points across and maybe just talk on a much more humanistic level. If that makes any sense. We'll see how this podcast episode goes. And hopefully I don't bore the shit out of you with what I'm going to say. But there's definitely a few things that has been on my mind for a while. And maybe they'll come out in a positive or negative way. Maybe they'll come out in just a throwaway line. But whichever the case, I hope that I still get to entertain you. I hope that I still get to talk to you. And maybe you can connect with me in some way. Maybe you can. Maybe you can. It is what it is. It is what it is. Or maybe it's the fact that I'm feeling this way because there was just a lot of stuff that's going on that happened to me today. And it's just one of those moments where I'm like, you know what? Instead of fighting it, instead of complaining about it, I just want to just do something that I care about. And just talk about my passionate things in the world of comic books. Now, to give you a little bit of a, you know, a brief thing. I did go to Comic-Con. I had a great time. Got to meet up with an adult entertainer, so that was interesting. And she may be a future... Maybe. Nothing is certain yet. But she may be a future guest. So that's something that we're going to have to schedule right then and there. I have no idea what we're going to talk about. But, you know, by that time, I'll have something organized at that moment. Today, someone that I work for decided to do something that really made me feel a certain way. I don't want to get into specifics. I don't want to get into what exactly happened because whatever happens in that workforce, whatever happens in that workforce. But let's just say I'm going to be very, very careful in terms of things that I do from this point forward. Now, this has nothing to do with 
you know, did I say something out of the blue or did I say something that pissed somebody off or did, is everybody so sensitive nowadays and now all of a sudden I'm getting canceled? No, 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 no. It's none of that. It's none of that. It's, it's a decision that I decided to make and somehow I got ridiculed. I got called out for it. Until this time, it still makes me uncomfortable. You know what? No, no, that's that's the wrong word. It made me feel frustrated because it could have been handled a different way. But I realized the mistake that I did. I realized the the what's the word that I'm trying to say? I realized what I did for my part because let's face it, whenever a situation happens, it always takes two to tango. Maybe uh, there's always an, the cause with an effect. And it's a bit more of my self-reflection. So if I would just change something differently, that I wouldn't be feeling this way. But I still feel down about it. I really do. Because like I said, it could have been handled a lot differently. Now, like I said, I don't like to get into specifics because it's it happened within that workplace. But you know what? Everything is good. Everything is okay now. I'm rolling with the punches. Tomorrow's a new a new day. I learned, I adapt, I overcome, and I move forward. And maybe that's the lesson that I'm trying to get at to you, is the fact that no matter what happens in your personal life, shitty, interesting, happy, sad, something that makes you feel a certain way, just remember that there's always tomorrow. I know when some people say, well, you can't guarantee that tomorrow is coming. Well, eh, we've been living for over 20, 30, 40 plus years. Thousands of years has been going on, so I think we're fine. <laughs> Hope I, hopefully I didn't jinx us, but it's one of those moments where, you know, take your lickings, learn from what happened, learn from it, adapt, like I said, overcome, move forward, let it roll off your shoulders and tomorrow's a new day and do something to make yourself happy. Do something to make yourself feel better. For me, you know, I just started watching Dave Chappelle's show, the new Netflix special, and I know a lot of people have certain thoughts about that. Trust me, I I do. Trust me when I say I do. But I guess for me, you know, being a person that looks at both sides of the perspective here, I can welcome it with open arms. I can welcome it with both sides. And it's not that bad. It's really not that bad. But with, regardless, everything is okay. On the good flip side, if that makes any sense, on the flip side, which is good, the flip aside. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very interesting thing that I'll probably say from now on. I got promoted. I got promoted at my job. Everything is happening so fast. And it's now at the point where I am now divided. And it's still hard for me personally to try to find a balance for myself. It's hard for me to find a balance between doing my full-time, <clears throat> excuse me, doing my full-time job, doing voiceover, doing anything that relates to me and also being a good person to always be there for my lazy panda and my family and my friends. Everything is just colliding so much so fast and it's really hard for me to find that balance. Which is why as of late I have not been engaging so much in social media. I have not been engaging in as much in my voiceover so far. I'm still trying to find what it is that I can do that's worth it. What it is that I can do that is beneficial to me so that way I can continue to provide content not only for you but for everybody else that I want to do. Because let's face it, voiceover is still my bread and butter. 
and this is just another responsibility that I have to take. And it's reaching towards a head. It's reaching towards a massive goal. You know, the end game is there. I don't know what that end game is yet, but it's there. And I'm going to continue to do my job the best that I can while also entertaining myself for you, which is why I slowly want to go into being on video more and being on TikTok and maybe trying YouTube again. You know, I have all these plans. It's just a matter of doing the damn thing. Just do it. Stop planning it. Just do it. And I need to take my own advice for that. Stop planning. Just do it. That's all I have to say. I ranted on long enough about myself for that. Let's go into some comic news. First and foremost, let's go into the shoutouts like we always do at this time of day. We're going to go into shoutouts and I want to give a major shoutout to Ariel Hawani. Now, if you're a UFC fan or if you're an MMA fan like me, Ariel Hawani, I've been... I haven't been following his career that much, but I'm still a fan of his work. If you don't know who he is, he is an MMA journalist. He's probably one of the best that I've ever seen. He actually, I believe he lives here in New York. So I want to give a major shout out to him because I've been watching a lot of his work. You can catch him on the MMA Hour on YouTube. He has his, he has a segment called uh, The Nose Nose because, you know, he has a big nose and, you know, the joke is there. And I've been following him for a while, and when he speaks, you can tell he's very passionate about the things that he says. He loves his job, he loves doing his thing, and the fact remains is, he's not really much of a pushover. Now, for the ones that are really, really know who he is on the fact that he's trying to put on this persona with the heel wanting thing because he's a pro wrestling guy as well... And, you know, he's, he's, he's putting on a mask literally to mask his emotions or mask his whatever you want to say. But there's something about him that I respect. And I hope I get to meet him, I wouldn't say sooner rather than later. But I really hope to get to meet him. Because I want to, to see for myself and hear for myself what makes him tick. And there's just something about him that... I gravitate towards because he is a hard worker. He still he still does what he does. He he kills it every time. And you know, there's just something about him that I like. And I want to give a shout out to him. You know, so Ariel, chances are you're not listening to this, but if you are listening to this, I greatly respect you. I admire you, and one day I hope to meet you. And I want to give a major shout out to you, to everybody else that listens to this, the MMA hour. So you can catch it on YouTube, give him a chance, listen to what he says, and you can tell firsthand that he's essentially a good guy. Maybe full of shit sometimes, maybe, sometimes, but he's a good guy. And I hope to get to meet him one day. That's all we have for the shoutouts, and I've talked on way too fucking long. Let's go into some just talking. Let's just talk. And that comes right in a bit. I want to start off by saying that I remembered how I felt 
when I reviewed Venom Let There Be Carnage. Looking back on everything that I said and looking back on everything that I described when I did my last episode of the podcast, I realized to myself that maybe I was judging it a little too harshly. There is a sense, like I said from the very beginning, it was hard for me to distinguish myself the fanboy and myself an unbiased reviewer. But at the same time, I have to think to myself, maybe this is something that has been done on purpose for pure entertainment. And it's hard enough for studios, for people to work, you know, behind the scenes, actors, producers, stuntmen, everything, to really make a cohesive film or a movie, you know, because as I said before, film is art and movie is entertainment. So when I judged the movie, when I reviewed it the first time, even the second time, I was disappointed. I wasn't, I wasn't disappointed because I hated it. I enjoyed it. I was disappointed because, as I said before, I thought they could have done way better. But now, maybe I am singing a different tune. Maybe I'm becoming more lighthearted than usual. And before I continue on, yes, this is not going to be for every single movie that I judge too harshly or not. I still hate Captain Marvel, and I still hate that bitch from Birds of Prey. So, that's, that's neither here nor there. But I will say that when it comes to movies that I want to enjoy that I want to put past the red flags and put past all the problems and everything, there's still enjoyment to be made. And maybe that's enough. Maybe that's enough to the point that I don't want it to take it away from me. You know? I know that eventually, if they do a rated R viewing, and they do a director's cut or an extended cut, then I know I'm going to enjoy it that much more. So everything that I'm saying now is all bitter banter, if that makes any sense. Bitter banter? Filler? Uh, dilly, dilly dilly shilly shally. I don't fucking know. Anyway, everything that I pretty much complained about the first time, it most likely won't transition to the second. But at the same time, there are certain films that has been done very purposely, poorly, and we can't help but review it and criticize it. Case in point, The Justice League. The, or some people call it the Justice League. And then you compare it to Zack Snyder's version and you're like, wow, the difference is definitely not in day. I don't know if there's a point that I'm trying to make here. I guess what I'm trying to say is I may have been a little bit too hard on it and there's really no one for me to apologize because my opinion is still my opinion. I still feel the same way in terms of they could have done so much to make it better. But on the other hand... It's just one of those moments where I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's just one of these movies that I can't help but just enjoy despite the flaws, despite the mistakes, despite the potential, despite everything, and I can still find enjoyment to the film. Now, before we continue on, I just want to say that I'm going to change my rating back to out of 10. And the reason why I'm doing that is because I feel like everyone is always basing it out of 10. And when it comes to films that are made on a big budgeted film, it should be out of 10. Not to mention out of 10 is the norm in terms of a lot of people's scoring ranking system, even though it's so overdone. Last time I gave it a 6 out of 10. And then I kept on going back and forth to giving it a 6, a 7, or whatever. And I compare it to Venom, the first one. And I compare it to Now. 
If I give Venom a 7 out of 10, because I still enjoyed that movie, I'm going to give this one a final rating, which it's not going to change after this, a 6.5. 6.5. It was good. Could be better. Still enjoyed it. It still gets a passing grade. It is what it is. It is what it is. Now, moving on to some other stuff that, you know, off the top of my head, I heard in the news, or it's been confirmed, Catherine Hahn is going to be reprising her role as Agatha Harkness, and she's going to be in more shows and more movies somewhere down the road for future MCU projects. I don't have an opinion about this, to be exact. I guess it's just one of those things where I look at it and I'm like, all right, cool. I, I maybe I, I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer, but I'm just not a huge fan boy-ish when it comes to her character, because let's face it, her character didn't really do anything for me. I mean, yeah, there are memes where she's winking and you know she's giving that, you know, uh-huh, that that type of a wink, and there's like tons of memes everywhere now on Twitter and Instagram and whatever. And she's now become a fan favorite. Maybe she's just not my favorite. And that's okay. I, I'm well within my right to acknowledge that. It's okay. And if MCU is going to take that and milk it or take advantage of that and want to have more of a viewing for her to be in more projects, who knows if they're going to focus on her backstory? Who knows if she's going to be reprising her role again in Doctor Strange 2 or other films that relates to witchcraft and stealing souls or whatever the case may be it is what it is and I guess I can say congratulations and I guess I can say hey you know what I look forward to hearing more of your stuff I look forward to seeing more of your stuff so yeah I like that I like that another thing that happened today And this is something that I also am not too, I wouldn't say I'm not too big of a fan of, but it's one of those moments where I'm like, all right, cool. It's so weird because I'm usually like more upbeat about this and I'm usually more of a, I would say I'm I'm much more of a, um, much more of a positive guy. But like I said, after what happened today, I'm just trying to get myself back in the groove, you know? So please bear with me. I hope I'm not translating my negative energy to you. Like, you know, again, we're just talking. We're just talking. We're just talking. Will Porter or Pit... Pit uh, hold on. I, I got to search up the name because I feel like it's going to do my head in if I'm going to, like, butcher this guy's name who just got casted for... Adam Warlock in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So, Poulter. There we go. Will Poulter. He's been casted as Adam Warlock. And I have to admit, I was expecting someone maybe with a bigger physique. I don't know who, but I was expecting someone to be casted with a bit more physique as Adam Warlock. Now, I have to be honest. I don't know too much about Adam Warlock, the character. I know he is a tremendous character in Guardians of the Galaxy, the comics, but I don't know too much about him. And when I heard that Will Poulter did it, or got casted for it, congratulations to him, by the way. When I heard that he got casted, I'm thinking to myself, huh, okay, that's that's interesting. I don't want to be the guy that judges a book by its cover. No, 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 no. I, I don't want to be that guy. But it's just thinking to myself, I'm like, you know what? I trust James Gunn's judgment. 
I do. I do trust James Gunn's judgment. And if he believes that this guy is the perfect character for him, the perfect role for this character, you know what? I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see the final film. Because he already stated that there's going to be major character, either one or two, that's going to die. We can pretty much guess who it's going to be, but we it might be a chance that we might not see it coming. Then again, for Guardians 3, the stakes are higher. Because now, if you remember it from Endgame, they are on a roll. They, meaning the Guardians of the Galaxy, are trying to find Gamora. So we'll see exactly how that timeline is going to interskew with each other, especially with everything else, with the multiverse breaking itself apart from the inside out. And, you know, with Will Poulter, I have to be honest, I remember watching him from We're the Millers, and that movie was funny. It was hilarious. I remember, like, obviously if I rewatch it now, I'm not going to laugh as much because I already know the jokes that are coming. But I really enjoyed it. And now he was in Maze Runners after that. Then he made a movie, he was in a movie called Detroit, if I'm not mistaken. So it was pretty clear that after that comedic role, he started to take on much more serious roles, which is actually good for an actor. You know, it's good to be more adverse in terms of certain roles. I know I'm trying to embrace that with my voice acting career in terms of embracing myself in promos and radio and audiobooks and things like that. So it's good for an actor to be diverse. And as I said before, James Gunn doing it? Yeah. All right. You, what, what, what was it that guy said? What was that Leonardo DiCaprio said? I'm probably going to butcher this, this catchphrase. Be like, you piqued my curiosity. Now you have my attention. Something along those lines. Yeah, I, I know something along those lines. God damn. But anyway, moving on. What else happened today that really piqued my interest? Oh, yes, I remember. <laughs> so, oh my goodness. So, one or two people actually wanted my thoughts on this. Jonathan Kent, Superboy, is now bisexual. <laughs> Jonathan Kent is now bisexual. So, they did Robin, Tim Drake, as bisexual. Now they're doing Jonathan Kent as bisexual. I'm staying silent for a while because I don't even know how to react to this. Does it bother me? I don't, again, I don't, even, <laughs> I don't even know how I would react to that. It's like, uh, you know what? This is my natural reaction when I first heard about it. I'm like, all right. Okay. Sure. He's bisexual. Okay. In other news, <laughs> that was my first initial reaction. And I guess I'm talking about it now because I'm talking about what it is that's coming on into my head. So where I'm like, okay, if they do a comic book series, you know what? You know what I want them to do? Them meaning the comic book writers or whoever is making these decisions, DC or Warner Max or whoever. You know, the storyboards, storytellers, whatever. I want them to give... And put a relationship between Tim Drake and Jonathan Kent. You know what? I would support that. I really would. Because at least there is a reason for this story to happen. There is, a, And that's what I would support. It's not, you know, you're not putting... Okay, maybe you are. You meaning the writers. 
maybe you're not just putting this story in for the appeasement of the woke culture and the diversity and, you know, making sure that everyone has the thing and, you know, oh, hey, you made Loki bisexual in Marvel. Now you can make these two characters bisexual as well. Have a reason for it. And if the reason is, is for Tim Drake and Jonathan Kent to actually get with each other. You know what? I support that. I really do. Because at least if it fits into the context of the story. It fits into a reason in terms of why these characters should be together. At the same time... At the same time... If this doesn't lead to it, then what the hell is the point? What, well, like, what, what is the point? And who, who else are you going to make bisexual? You know? Again... I know it sounds like I have a problem with this. And when I first heard about this, I'm like, all right, okay, cool. But now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? Let's, let's, let's give a reason for this. Let's, let's have two favorite superheroes or fan favorites and have them in a relationship together. Because let's face it, with Tim Drake, you know, he's always been, not always been, but you know, he can be a member of the, of the Titans and then have him Establish a good relationship between him and Jonathan Kent and build up to it. Build up to the relationship. Build up to, you know, a, a reasoning for their relationship to continue moving forward. And have that be an inspiration for other people to follow suit. Don't just do it for the sake of doing it, is what I'm trying to say. Don't just make these characters bisexual just to appease uh a group of people. No, have a reason for it. Have 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 a good story structure. Have you know the the three acts and have character motivation and have something tragic that happened and have you know have us attached to these characters and have you know us be you know have us feel something. Feel something. I'm just saying, have a reason for this to transpire. That's all I gotta say. There's nothing wrong with that. If there really isn't, have a reason or just don't do it. Have a reason or just don't do it. It's as simple as that. Now, the last thing I want to say, I know I'm running out of time here because I spoke so much long in the first like 10 minutes of the podcast. I apologize for that. You know, I'm just just sharing myself, you know, because you're trying to get to know me, trying to get to know you, you know, things like that. I want to talk about real quick the ending Marvel's What If. The season finale. And slight spoilers to those who have not seen it. You know, it's a weekly thing. You can binge watch everything. Continue on, so on and so forth. Originally, I wanted to do a rankings in terms of which were my favorite episodes to least favorite. But if I feel like if I do that, I'm going to delve way too much in terms of something that's animated. And something that is only for a short span of 30 minutes. Where I feel like it's just one of those moments where... It's something, again, it's like what I said with Venom Let There Be Carnage. It's just something that is enjoyable. And you don't have to think too much into it. Especially with an animated type of a TV show like this. However, I will say, out of all the nine episodes, episode four and episode eight are neck and neck in being my top two favorites. Episode four, slight spoilers, like I said, you've been warned. Episode four is Evil Doctor Strange. Episode eight is What If Ultron Won. Those are my top two favorite episodes. With episode four, I think I'm going to put as number one for the simple reason that it made me feel more attached 
to to Doctor Strange. And it made me not get behind with what he's doing, but at least have much more of an understanding in terms of why he's doing what he's doing. You know? And sometimes, whenever you have strong, compelling characters that goes down the wrong path, you can't help but pull yourself back a little bit and be like, uh, I know this is wrong, but uh, what's going to happen next? And then the ending, it just blew me away. Episode 4 is the type of episode that I would watch over and over and probably most likely not going to get tired of. Especially with the action sequences that happen between the good and the bad Doctor Strange. And as I said, Episode 8 is my second favorite because Ultron, my favorite MCU villain ever, got shit done. I really, really wish they had James Spader's voice to come back and voice the character. And I think I remember reading an article saying, oh... If that was the case, then it wouldn't be like Vision or Ultra. I don't know what, I don't remember what the hell they said. But it was, the reasoning, let's just say the reasoning or the excuse was not good enough for me. It just really wasn't. I really want James Spader to come back. If there was one voice that I really want to voice as Ultron, no matter what form of body or shape that he's in, it had to be James Spader. But I got the movie for it, so I might as well enjoy that. And I have cut scenes and I have cut shots on YouTube and I can enjoy that for myself. Episode 8, my second favorite thus far. Episode 9, it's in the top. It's in the top. Because like I said, even though it happened way too fast, it was one of those moments where, you know what, it's leaning towards something. And uh, again, it's enjoyable and I liked it. Episode 4 and episode 8, my two top two. Now... If I have to say there's one, if if I have to do a top two, it only makes sense that I do a bottom two. The bottom two from what I've seen, I don't remember the number, which number episodes this is. But it would have to be the zombie episode and the Hank Pym episode. The Hank Pym being my lowest and the zombie episode is my second to last lowest. Yeah, there you go. I Hopefully I you know, worded that correctly. Now, I'm sure you're thinking to yourself, why? Well, there's a couple of things. Let's start off with the zombie one. I said it before, at least I think I said it before, with a zombie episode in Marvel's What If, I feel like it could have been way more gruesome than what it was. I understand it's an animated show, and I understand it's owned by Disney, and I also understand that it's on Disney+, Plus, which means it's geared towards family-friendly type of platform in terms of its content. But when you're dealing with zombies, there has to be a little bit more realism, especially to someone and many people that have watched zombie movies and shows before. When you're dealing with zombies and you're dealing with anything that relates to those lines, you have to understand that there has to be something that shows not only more realism, but much more of a connection. The realism being there needed to be blood and there needed to be gore. And again, I'm a horror fan, so this is why I'm so fixated on content like this to realize its true potential. I really wanted there to be much more of a realistic feel in terms of zombies literally attacking and somewhat eating our favorite characters. Also, also, because of all these characters that, in a way, that the context of the story, they're treated each other as family... I felt like the emotional attachment was not there and everything was happening way too quick. 
when I saw Wanda, zombie Wanda, doing her shtick, I felt bad, and I did feel Vision's pain in terms of doing what he did. Everything else that led up to it was just way too quick. Although, I will commend that they finally had Spider-Man slash Peter Parker address Uncle Ben. I I will... That's probably my top-notch thing, and it's little details like that that I thought that they could have done numerous times already within the MCU movies, but for some odd reason, they just didn't do it up until now. And I get this is a different universe, but in the context, I'm glad that they focused on that detail. Although I have to say, Zombie Wanda scares the fucking shit out of me. Because you already have a mentally unstable character like that, and then you have her as a zombie. Oh, you are not safe, my guy. You are not safe. Now let me explain why the Hank Pym episode was my least favorite. It was baffling to me that you had Earth's mightiest heroes die off and lose to someone like Hank Pym. Now, I understand in the context of the story, as I always say, it made sense. He can shrink himself, he can go into body's orifices, he can have uh, devices that expands the heart, or he can, you know, pop a blood vessel because obviously these characters are human and he has the strength to change certain things and pick up certain people and blah, blah, blah. I get that. But out of all characters to take down Earth's mightiest heroes that we have watched from 2008 all the way till now, I did not expect it for, for someone to be like Hank Pym. I just didn't expect that at all. And I felt like if the Avengers were going to lose and if the Avengers were going to die, it had to be someone that was worthy of taking them down. Someone like Thanos, someone like Ultron, someone like Loki, someone that could match them to their potential and give them a run for their money or have earned the right to beat these characters. In my personal opinion, and you can disagree with me in any way, shape, or form that you want, Hank Pym did not earn that. That's why it is my least favorite episode. To me, it's the worst episode. Hank Pym did not deserve that. He did not deserve the opportunity to take out the Avengers. And I understand indirectly it was Hawkeye that beat Thor. Which I need to talk about also, by the way. Isn't Thor's skin or without the power... Maybe I'm looking at this too deeply. Isn't Thor's skin much stronger than just a simple arrow through the chest. Like. This guy. Suffered. You know. Being the shit out of. The Hulk. Smashed through windows. Through the attack of New York City. You know. Suffered as much punishment. Maybe from Asgard himself. I did not think that an arrow through the chest. Would be enough to kill him. Now, on the flip side, and I'm thinking about this on a realistic level, on the flip side, I can think to myself, you know what? He doesn't really have the power of Thor anymore, therefore he's mortal, therefore an arrow can kill him, strike him through the chest into the heart. And if you want to give excuses for that, okay, I get that, and I take what I just said back. But, again, 
it's a little, little hard for me to fully fathom. Overall, I really hope you guys enjoyed the episodes. I'll probably binge watch it again sometime soon. I just finished watching Squid Game. And that, by far, I understand it's not a comic book. Or maybe it is in manga form. I have to double check myself. I just finished watching Squid Game. And it is one of the best shows that I've ever seen. It's probably the best show that I've seen this year by far. And I'm probably going to binge watch Alice in Borderland. You know, I understand we're switching subjects here a little bit. But there's just something about Korean content that makes me appreciate it that much more. Because it's cinematic and... Episode 6, Jesus Christ, I've never cried that much like that in my life. And if you didn't cry, something's wrong with you. (laughs) Something's wrong with you. That's all I gotta say about that. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for, you know, bearing with me and letting me pour my heart out. Letting me, you know, just talk in general. It's one of those moments where I just want to, you know, not talk my frustrations, but just get things off my chest. And I felt like this is my main platform that I can do it because I can't really talk about it with anybody, you know, personal. But in a way, I am because you're listening and this is personal. And, you know, if this happened to you in some way, shape or form, then maybe you can relate too. But in other case... If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you know what to do. First of all, you gotta Hulk smash that like button and that follow button on iTunes and Spotify. You can follow me at Voice of Garcia at Twitter and Instagram. And if you need any help, any content that you need, anything that you need me to do, animation, promos, trailers, commercials, e-learning, whichever the case may be, voiceofgarcia.com is the best way to get a hold of me voiceofgarcia.com and if you're not down with that then I got two words for you just subscribe (laughs) I couldn't think of something clever I really couldn't you know what I thought about it just now and we're gonna skip uh, superhero quote of the day we're gonna skip it because I felt like what I said earlier was good enough you know whatever happens to you you know It's one thing to think about it. It's one thing to dwell on it. But you know what? Dust yourself off. Do what you do. Do what makes you happy. And you keep moving forward. Just keep moving forward. And I guess I I took that from Luke Cage. So you know what? Screw it. There you go. Luke Cage Cage quote. I'm already getting tongue-tied here. Luke Cage quote. Just keep moving forward. There you go. All right. I will come back. I don't know when I'm coming back, to be honest. With with the entire schedule that's being hectic and now that I'm working full-time and I'm still trying to find the balance, hopefully I'll come back Friday. And if not, I'll come back Tuesday. I'm trying my best to try to be consistent as humanly possible. I really am. But there's only so much news that can happen in just a short amount of time. Something breaking news happens, then I will talk about it. If not, then it's like anything, we'll have to wait. But, like I said... Please bear, grin and bear with me. So that way, once I get myself situated, then you'll get situated too. So I'm not abandoning you. I'm just saying, please be patient and please give me a little bit more time to sort my shit out. And that's about it. Until then, stay safe. Be careful out there. Don't drink and drive. Um, Don't punch yourself in the face. 
I guess. Don't do stupid shit. It's as simple as that. As always, in a world of comic book news, games, shows, movies, whatever the case may be, always remember, if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it, controversial or otherwise. Stay safe. Till next time, I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.